0: Our life gets complicated sometimes. There's something uh, that we all learn. It's called the fundamentals, whether it be in sports, whether it be in school, whether it be anywhere. The fundamentals are the foundation, and it's something that you don't leave off of. The fundamentals of our faith... Is loving Christ. We cannot ever move off of that. That's what I'm going to talk tonight about. We got to remember that everything we're doing, life in general, being here tonight, is out of our love for Him. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, and this is a popular verse. This is unto the church of Ephesus. God compliments uh, this church. But then it says, verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. Remember. And it it takes some time uh, to think back and remember why we're going through life and why we're even in church and why... We do what we do. Uh, Problems, life in general, will take us away from that fundamental, and we need to remember that loving Christ is where it all uh, is—the sole purpose. And we can love Him because the Bible says He first loved us. It is not natural for us to love God. It's not. Loving God is is uh, something that is unnatural for us to do. We naturally will love the cares of the uh, or the things of this world, the pleasures of this world, uh, our sin, ourselves. Uh, we naturally don't love others, right? We we have lust, but not true love. And it's only through the Lord that we can actually love even one another. Love is of God, the Bible says. Nevertheless, I have someone against you, because thou hast left thy first love. We've got to remember that uh, we're here to love God. The the fruit of the Spirit, the first fruit of the Spirit of God in in Galatians chapter 5 is love. It's the first thing God gives us. It's the first thing needed for a relationship with God. One way love does not work out. In a marriage, it will not work out. Both spouses have to love each other. It will not work out. The only reason why we can have a relationship with God is because he loves us. But it will not work unless we love him back. God's always going to love us. His love is unchanging. Uh, It's without repentance. There's no conditions that we have to meet for him to love us. He's going to love us the same to death, no matter what we do, no matter who we become or who we are now, he just loves us. But we need to love him back. That's our sole purpose, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, all thy strength. The fruit of the Spirit is love. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And we need that love. Uh, it starts with love, our relationship with God, Because God wants to have that relationship, that personal relationship with him. Uh, What do we have on earth that can compare to that? All of us are creatures or creation of love. We all crave love. I don't care who you are. We are not meant. One of the harshest forms of torture is solitary confinement that feeling of loneliness. People being alone uh, have to stay busy or else their minds will start going off. We're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be in solitary confinement. We're meant to be around each other, around people. And I know, thank God, God is a people person. There's people who say, well, I'm not a people person. Well, you need to be. That's not, a, bad, that's not a, a good thing you're saying. You need to be a people person, number one, because God is a people person. We need to learn to love uh, each other. God says, if you, if you can't love your brother, how can you love me whom you have not seen? We need to learn to love each other. We need to learn to love our enemies. How can you love an enemy? By forgiving yeah. Uh, by walking with God. God will teach you even how to love an enemy because he said, you were my enemy, but I loved you. Love, true love, is not within our comprehension. True love we will find when we identify ourselves in Christ and realize his love for us, no matter who we are, And we apply that to others as well. Lord, I'm going to love you. Therefore, I'm going to love even my enemy. I'm going to love those uh, that despise me because I once despised you. And it drives you to go in an unseen path called faith, walking with with the Lord Jesus Christ. And those attributes start raining on you. And you start picking up these fruits of the Spirit, As you sow to the Spirit of God, you'll of the Spirit of God reap those fruits and that the first one being love. And we need that love. Let's pray. Father, help us all to look deep down inside uh, tonight and to identify our love for you. Is it strong? Have we lost it? Thank God you never lose your love for us. It's a constant. Pray you help us all, in Jesus' name, amen. Our love as people is shaky. Um, I can love you now, and then you can hit my car, and then I hate you, <laughs> right? Uh, that's how we are. We are messed up. Our love is with conditions, And those conditions grow every day. You have to constantly maintain those conditions uh, for love. That's why we cannot depend on our love. We cannot depend on our heart. The Bible says our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Your own heart will deceive you. You think you love somebody. You think you're on the right way, and we're completely off. That's why we need the love of God. That's why we need our walk with God. You keep your love in Christ. You keep your love for Christ burning. And your love for everybody else will be just the same. Our fundamental sole purpose and strength is going to be that love for Christ. Let's go first to a little different place in 2 Samuel chapter 6. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Marriage in the Bible. Is a. anytime you see marriage in the Bible between a husband and wife, you can identify within that marriage between us and our Savior. Us, if you're saved today, you are the bride. You are the woman. You are the bride of Christ. The church, part of the church. And the husband being Christ. Let's look in uh, chapter six, Second 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 16. The Bible says, And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Now I say Michelle, because I don't really know how to pronounce this word. Uh, so I just call her Michelle. Michal, I don't know. I say Michelle. Uh, Michelle, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Now this, here you have David, one of the most now very feared king, strong king, rich king, powerful king. God has blessed him. And you have his wife, she despised him in her heart. Now, women, if if you're a wife today, you need to be careful about despising your husband uh, in your heart. The Bible picks out attributes of our flesh within God's word. Uh, For example, the Bible says uh, for husbands, be not bitter against your wife. Why? Because husbands struggle with bitterness. And here you have, uh, we can see wives may struggle with despising their husbands. They get a standoff feeling of, uh, of their husband, and you wind up despising your husband in your heart. Now, this was detrimental to her. If you look in verse 23, the Bible says, Therefore... Uh, Michelle, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. This, this, because she despised David in her heart, it brought a wedge in their marriage. And till the day she died, her and David did not get along. Very sad. Uh, we got to be careful on the decision. Now, what, why did, what uh, came about with this or how did this uh, come about The Bible says the Ark of God came. David finally got it back, and he built his own tabernacle for it to keep it in a temporary place. And she saw David, the king of Israel, her husband, um, leaping and dancing and rejoicing because the Lord had brought the Ark of God back to them. The Ark of God represents the presence of God, the power of God with them. And only through his children. If it went to somebody uh, in a foreign land, they they got cursed. God cursed them. Uh, But when it came to the children of God, God blessed them miraculously. The power of God, the presence of God came, and David was so excited. David was a man after God's heart. He wanted God. God used him to, to write most of the Psalms. When you see Psalms, he, uh, they're songs, mostly of praise and glory and, and, and just honor for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God used David in a mighty way because he had a tender heart. He was a man uh, that came from watching the sheep. He was a mighty man. Uh, watching the sheep, understanding what it was to be a shepherd, and God made him king of the greatest nation on, that, of, on earth at that time. And then Solomon came uh, through David. But David was a man after God's heart. He wanted God. He says, as, a, as, as the deer of the heart thirsteth after the water brooks, so my heart, Lord, thirsteth after thee. He thirsted for God. He wanted God. He needed God. He had a love for God. David had a soft for God's people. There was enemies within God's people that rose up against him. David couldn't even lift a finger against them. Any enemy that was not God's people, David took care of within the army, within the realm of, of military and everything else. But when it was within, like Shimei and Saul, David could do nothing about because he had a tender heart. They had the name of God over them. And anything that had to do with the Lord, his heart melted. We need to have a soft spot for the things of God. To respect the things of the Lord. I love, people see, uh, I love uh, seeing people carrying their Bibles and just treating it with respect. It's God's word. Having... having uh, just some dignity and, and, and honor. When you're coming into the house of God, I'm coming to, to worship the Lord. I'm going to give my best. I'm going to do my best for God. The Bible says, whatever you find your hand to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. When you have a burning love for Christ, you're not going to give him your second best. You're going to give him your best. There's people who may have... Uh, if God wants something from them, they have uh, problems with it. But if, let's say, their boss wanted something from them, oh, I'll do anything, right? But we need to have a sensitive spot for God. God, whatever you ask of me, I'll do it. I love you. And you do it for love for God. She despised David in her heart. Why did she despise him? What does she see? Was it because of uh, the ark of God coming? No. She saw David. The Bible says David was so excited for God, the ark of God that came back that represented the power of God and the presence of God upon Israel once again, knowing that if you have God, you have it all. You have the safety, you have the provisions, you have the protection, you have the power. There's nothing more you need when you got God. And when David got the Ark of God back. His heart melted. He was king. And the Bible says that he would, went out and he started handing uh, food out and and and, and anything he get his hands on, just started giving it out to, to all the, the men of the cities and all the women and anyone who would come. He was just so excited and he was just with the common people. And Michelle, she's out looking out the window, and she's seeing supposedly the king of Israel, her husband, just with all the common people, handing the food out, laughing, and being so excited for God that she didn't like that. She said, a king shouldn't be acting like that. In David's mind... He says, God's the king. God's the king. I'm no king. This is, this is everything to me. Without the ark of God, without the presence of God, I'm nobody. This is everything to me. Us getting this ark is what it's all about. And nothing more and nothing less. The Bible says she despised him. And for that, verse 23, she had no child until the day of her death. You know, God does his work. We, as the wife, when God moves and God's presence comes and God's power comes, are you excited? With your husband? Are you excited with with your husband, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's working, that he's trying to see the lost saved and trying to lead people to Christ? Are you getting excited for Christ? Or are you despising the Lord in your heart? The Bible says, You will be fruitless to the day you die. The Lord is our husband, we are the wife. He's working. Are you working with him or are you working against him? Let's go to Luke 22. I'm sorry, Psalms. Yes. Psalms chapter 2. The Bible says in verse 12, Psalm 2, verse 12. Lord used David to write these Psalms. Let's look, at, look in verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son. That's Christ. Kiss the Son. Lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. And ye perish from the way. That's what happened to David's wife. There was no love. She wasn't with him. She was working against him. We need to make sure we're working with Christ. We need to make sure that we are on the same page with our Lord. That when he's doing a great work in our life, we're not looking out the window and just wondering what's going on. God is fighting. God is moving in your life. Make sure you know what's going on and what he wants from you, what he expects from you. The Bible says kiss the son. We know what a kiss is. Right? It's a kiss. Kisses are out of love, aren't they? They should be. When I love my kids, I kiss them. Kisses out of love. The Bible says kiss the son. To kiss the Lord, this is talking about Jesus. To kiss him, you got to be close to him. You can't say you love the Lord and you're not there with him. You can't say you love Jesus and you're, you're just looking out the window watching him from far away. You can't say you love the Lord you don't get excited for what He's doing. You can't say you love the Lord if you don't know half the time what's going on with you and Him. If you love Christ, you'll stand up for Him. You'll be there with Him as a loving spouse. You'll back Him up 100%. You're not going to work against Him. She despised Him in her heart. Sometimes life takes us away. Sometimes uh, in a marriage, it's known that maybe the wife will get too busy with the kids, and it, she'll start losing her love for her husband. Why she's too busy for the husband? She's taking care of the kids and the house and maybe even working and so forth, and the husband just gets pushed aside. And what happens, the love starts dissipating, it's being sucked out of the marriage and next thing you know there's no more love and what's the purpose of marriage? Living? No. Love. What brought the marriage together? Love. If we lose the foundation we'll lose our purpose. If we don't kiss the sun, we'll perish from the way. We see people destroyed if they're starting so well. What happened? Repent and remember the first love. Remember why we're here. We're here to love the Lord our God with all thy heart. We're here to love the Lord Jesus Christ. We're here to serve Him. We're here to be with Him. We're here to every moment cherish our Savior. Thank God He's wealthy, Thank God he's strong. Thank God he's the man that every woman wants. Amen. Thank God he's the one I want. That's our savior. He's not a deadbeat loser. He's he's the hero. He's the savior. He's everything. He's he's our God. Amen. He's worth loving. He's worth serving. He's worth staying with to the very end. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. Kiss them, get close to them. I'll put a little challenge out there. Read Song of Solomon. You might read it 20 times, and you'll say, what is this talking about? And then when you open your heart to Christ, and you start falling in love with the Lord again, then you'll understand every word And you'll never want to stop reading it. It's a love story between a man and a woman. It's a love story between Christ and us. That's what Song of Solomon is. What's a kiss? A kiss is an action of love. Is it all the time? No. Let's go to another kiss Luke 22. Kiss the son. Brother Rob, that's the title of the message, kiss the son. Here we have a kiss of deception. Luke 22, verse 47. Luke 22, verse 47. The Bible says, and while he yet spake, verse 47, 22 of Luke, behold a multitude, and he that was called Judas one of the 12 went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? Who was deceived here? The other 11 disciples did not even know what was going on. They had no clue. They thought Judas was going off to buy food or something, I forget. They had no idea. The Lord knew every step of the way. Who was the one that was deceived here? Judas was. Judas thought he had everything planned out and he was in control of the whole situation. He got the money. He got the people. And in the end, he was the one that perished from the way. Jesus prayed, Lord, I was able to save all of them except for one, Judas. Let's not be the one that's deceived. If you got a fake love for Christ, man, get it back. If you're here and you don't even know why, man, you're here to love the Lord thy God with all that heart you will waste your life playing church. I'm not saying, I don't believe anybody in here is. We won't even be here on a Wednesday night. Nobody plays church on Wednesday, amen? Maybe Sunday or Christmas or whatever, but on Wednesday night, everybody here is the real deal, and those watching online, you are the real deal. If you're spending time on a Wednesday night, uh, praise God for that. But that's the worst thing we can do, is play and act as if we love Christ. You're the one that will be deceived. You're the one that will wind up perishing from the way. You're neither in the world and you're neither walking with the Lord. You're in this fantasy of an in-between, headed to destruction. Christ wants to set you free with his love You're living in solitary confinement spiritually. We need Christ, and we need Him dearly. He wants you dearly. Love Him. Kiss Him. Get close to Him. With all you got, Lord, I'm here. I'm, I'm your wife. I'm here for you. What would you have me do? Whatever it is, Lord, whatever mission you're on, I'm here to back you up. I'm here for you, baby. And when you, when you come home, I'm going to give you a big kiss. That's my Lord. Do you love him today? It's known that a man can only go as far as his wife goes. Did you know that? A man can only go as far as his wife goes. Men lose heart and strength fast uh, when they're not backed up by their wife. Our God will never lose strength. Our God will never lose hope. But he can only go so far when we don't move with him. But when he has a wife that's fired up with him, May hell watch out. God is going to get the job done with us. One husband, one wife, on together, us and Christ. Remember, we are the wife. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. How is your love for Christ tonight? Have you lost your basic? Some Christians get too wrapped up and say, know, I messed up. Stop making it about you. I'm no good. Stop making it about you. I can't do this anymore. Stop making it about you. I've fallen into sin. Stop making it about you. Jesus, when he chose you as his bride, knew all those things, and he still chose you. How about you do this? Jesus loves me this I know. Therefore, I'm going to love him back. I fell into sin, but I'm going to get closer to Christ. I messed up, but I'm going to get closer to Christ. Maybe I'll mess up another 10, 20, 30, 40, seven times, 70 times, but I'm going to get closer to Christ because I love him, and that's my goal. That's all he wants. Because one way love never works out. If all it is is Christ loves you, and you're trying to perform and be some Christian with no love back, you may be acting like the best wife, but it's not going to work out. A husband knows when his wife really loves him. A husband knows when she's despising him in her heart. Christ knows when we really love him. He's not looking for all the performance. He's just looking for you. He loves you that much. Would you love him back? Would you kiss him? Would you hold on to him? Would you get back to the basics and turn to the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. That's why we're here. Don't ever lose that that our main goal is to love Christ. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I just want to come to you tonight and tell you that we love you. We're not worthy. Lord, I pray that you please look down on us. You've already received us. By the blood of Jesus Christ, you washed away all of our sin. Thank you for accepting us already. Lord, I pray that we will not lose sight of that basic fundamental, just to love you. Help us to get back to loving Christ, and that is all. Everything else will follow that, our relationship with you, uh, the sin, everything, Lord, will just fall in place if we can just follow that first main commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Lord, the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is just love. Keep us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Ask God to renew your love for him. Renew your love. God, help me to fall in love again with my Savior. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. You're doing good. You're reading your Bible. You're praying. You're You're coming to church. Nevertheless, I have someone against thee because thou hast left thy first love. What's it all matter? What's a marriage matter if there's no love? It doesn't mean anything. What's the purpose of living if there's no love? There's no purpose. We got to get back to just loving Christ. Let that be your goal. Let that be your everything. Just love him. Love him. Love the Lord thy God. And everything will fall in place. You'll enjoy life more. You'll have less struggles. You won't feel lonely because there won't be one-way love anymore. You know God loves you, but you'll experience that love when you love him back. Love him. Love the Lord thy God. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. Keep it basic. Love Christ. Keep it simple just love Christ you don't got to know all the terms and everything just love them you don't have to make it complicated just love them if there's love in a marriage it will work it will work you take that love out it won't work and it's not even a real marriage without love what's going on just keep it simple love them that's why we're here don't lose sight of that just love Christ Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace To trust him more, amen, amen, amen. Praise God, amen. I have no idea what's going on downstairs, um, but there's always something, amen. There's always something. Keep everything in prayer. Keep praying for the revival. I want to challenge you to invite somebody out. I don't care if it's a homeless man on the corner, whatever. Get somebody here, amen, especially for the revival. I want to challenge everybody to invite a neighbor, invite a friend, invite somebody. Um, try to get a visitor out to church. That, I mean, you should do that every, every service, but especially for the revival coming up, make it a challenge to yourself uh, to do that, amen, and uh, amen. let's uh, ask the Lord's blessing for the, whatever's going on downstairs. Praise God for that. Um, Let's see, who are we going to have? Brother Don, would you write, the, uh, here, come on up. Would you ask the Lord's blessing on the food and whatever is, amen. Dear Lord, please bless us on the food we're about to eat tonight. Thank you, amen. 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 God bless you. Let's go downstairs. If you're able to stay, come on downstairs and uh, have a good fellowship.